It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Jerry Willis. I'm Steve Ducey. I'm Shannon Bream, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Wednesday, August 2nd, 2023. I'm Ryan Schmelz. Reactions are pouring in to the historic indictment of former President Trump. You look at these charges and potentially they may be the most serious because these play to when former President Trump was still in office, the final days of his administration. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. The indictment of former President Donald Trump has some of his critics and allies reacting with a sense of deja vu. That includes Democrats and Republicans. But this case involving the former president's attempts to overturn the 2020 election results has even those most loyal to him saying enough is enough. Predictably, some of the Republican candidates are taking shots at Biden's DOJ. We are speaking today to Mike Emanuel, chief Washington correspondent and Fox News rundown host. It's an easy target with Republican voters to say that Biden and company have weaponized the Department of Justice and the FBI against people like former President Trump. I think the dilemma for these Republican candidates is it's hard when the story is always about President Trump. You know, it takes them off message. Why am I running for president? And so you can't talk about your priorities if you're constantly asked about the former president of the United States. And so it's been interesting watching how they navigate this thing. Like Governor DeSantis is basically saying we need to de-weaponize Washington government and that he's the perfect person to go in and do that. Uh, Senator Tim Scott essentially says, you know, that there's two different standards where Hunter Biden's being treated rather easily by the official system. President Trump's getting the book thrown at him. And then there are three Republicans who are scrambling, trying to get on the debate stage. Governor Chris Christie, uh, Governor Asa Hutchinson and former Congressman Will Hurd, who are taking a tough approach to the president, former president, saying essentially that he's unfit to serve. And so uh, you're seeing a whole range of reactions as they try to figure it out. The one person, to my knowledge, we haven't heard from is Nikki Haley. And I don't know if that's just because she doesn't want to look like she's siding with the Biden DOJ uh, and isn't entirely sure she wants to sign up for supporting former President Trump. And so maybe she's just staying quiet and hopefully waiting to see how this all plays out. And I think the Republican reaction that's making the most noise and standing out the most is probably former Vice president and presidential candidate Mike Pence's reaction, where he's kind of had this cordial reaction to the other two indictments, but he has taken a very aggressive stance on this one when it comes to former President Trump, even saying as far as, you know, anybody who puts themselves over the Constitution should not be president. And this might be the harshest attack 
former Vice President Pence has had about his old boss since they've left office. No question about that. And he's like looking to get onto the debate stage. A lot of people are looking at the polling numbers and saying the former president is dominating the Republican field, if you believe the polling. And so Pence is trying to stand out. And so he has the unusual position of he was right there with President Trump in the final days of the administration. They came at odds towards the end of the administration after having a very cordial relationship for most of the presidency. Uh, and so he has a very unique position because he was there, but also trying to distinguish himself, saying that wasn't me, that was him. And if he puts himself over the Constitution, well, then he's not fit to serve. And I believe outside of Senator Tim Scott, he's the only presidential candidate who was actually there on January 6th, too, correct? Uh, yeah, from the top of my head, yeah, that's my understanding that because most of the others were former officials um, at the time, but uh, Pence was still in office, and of course, Senator Scott is a senator. Right. And and I think uh, when we talk about the Democrat reaction to this, there seems to be a little bit of deja vu. Just like the other three indictments, you hear a lot of, well, President Trump isn't above the law. You hear that from Leader Jeffries, you hear that from Leader Schumer, but you are seeing some Democrats, I think, have a little bit more passion towards this one because a lot of them were there on January 6th and have been very frustrated about this process and want to see justice uh, for anybody who's responsible for January 6th. So I think, would you say we're getting a little bit more of that type of reaction from Democrats this time? Yeah, I think you look at these charges and potentially they may be the most serious because these play to when former President Trump was still in office, the final days of his administration. And so there are a lot of legal analyst types who think that these charges could potentially go first because they play directly to his role as president of the United States. Uh, some of the Democrats, as you mentioned, were in the United States Capitol on January 6th, felt threatened, were taken to secure locations that day. And so they were obviously alarmed by the events of that day. And so, yeah, there's a little bit of like, ha ha, he got charged again. But there's also a, this may be the most serious of all the charges from the Democrats view, because it was him directly in office at the time. Yeah. And when we talk about the legal analyst and how they've been reacting to this, I think based off of what we've seen, you know, if you were to rank the three indictments in terms of how serious or how strong of a case they are based off of you know what Jonathan Turley has said, as well as Elliot Fang and some others who come onto our network quite frequently. You know the, the Manhattan DA's case probably the the, the least strong case in yeah. their view. Yeah. Um, the strongest case they probably would say is the the Mar-a-Lago raid and the classified documents case in Florida. But this one probably falls in between those two. Would you say? That's the sense I get. Um, and depending on who you listen to, if you watch maybe more liberal legal analysts, they say that this is really serious because it was him while he was in office, uh, final days of his administration. And so they're saying, like, this is kind of a big moment. Uh, I think a lot of people all across the spectrum think that Manhattan DA case about you know, paying Stormy Daniels allegedly, paying the Playboy Playmate allegedly, that that's probably the flimsiest one of the bunch or the one that probably shouldn't be the uh, precedent setter of all these cases. Um, so, yeah, it's been kind of fascinating to watch the legal fallout from all this. And and look, the former president's entitled to his day in court. We'll see how it all plays out. But the, the timing for his campaign from a political perspective is, you know, a lot of these Things are going to be going simultaneously when he wants to be bouncing around the country campaigning in all these various states. And so 
The true political fallout, while short term he may raise some money off of this and may get some of his core base supporters even stronger behind him, long term, if he's in various courtrooms around the country and not not out on the campaign trail, it makes you wonder what the impact will be. We have been speaking to Mike Emanuel, Fox's chief Washington correspondent and Fox News Rundown host, about the reaction to former President Trump's latest indictment from both sides of the aisle. More after this. Right. And Andy McCarthy has said that on on this podcast before was no matter how you view these allegations or these indictments, this is still going to be a major legal problem and a major side problem for President Trump if he's on the campaign trail, because there's so much responsibility that comes with facing legal challenges like this. Uh, And I think one other thing that you brought up interesting, too, is we talk a lot about how he's galvanized Mm -hmm. a lot of these indictments. And in many cases, he's been the one who broke the news most of the time whenever this has gone down. And I believe we have fundraising numbers here. So $13.5 million the week after the first indictment, mm-hmm. $3.9 million raised after the New York arraignment, and $5.8 million after the second indictment. President Trump seems to have played this, at least on the campaigning side and the fundraising side, to his advantage in many ways. From a political perspective so far, it's been a winner for him. But I just wonder, you know, after covering presidential campaigns going back to 2000 for this this network uh it makes you wonder when you want to be bouncing from iowa to new hampshire to south carolina to nevada in any form of those you know order of that and to all the super tuesday states and you have to go to a manhattan courtroom or to a courtroom here in dc or to a courtroom down in florida instead like What's going to happen then? And, and he obviously is a brilliant tactician in a lot of these things. And so far, he's played it very well. But there are going to be some serious consequences in these courtrooms. And so he also has to be you know, prepared to be there to defend his name and defend his reputation against some of these charges. And that seems to be the big question, too, is that based off of what we've seen polling-wise and fundraising-wise right now, it's benefiting him in a primary election. But... In a general election, how does this play with independents? How does this play with Democrat voters who might be sour on President Biden? I think that's the big question moving forward, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, independents and Democrats may be saying, like, I don't really want to go back to this circus. And so do they sit it out? Do they, you know, beg for somebody else to run? Do they take a closer look at some of the other people who are scrambling to get on the debate stage for the first Republican debate? You know, it's all to be determined, and so it's going to be a fascinating thing to watch in the weeks and months ahead. And I guess just one more question here. I think from a, from the journalism perspective, this is historic for us to be covering. You know, I think Brett Baer said this week that we've never seen anything like this, where you have this type of not just presidential election, but obviously the situation where we're seeing a former president facing a third indictment. How do you kind of put the historical context into in a perspective here it's unbelievable because it's you know a former president who's seeking to become the next president who is dominating the polling on the republican side so far so he is the front runner to potentially be the republican nominee we'll see how it all plays out with the voters and so to have these kind of serious charges against any former president but the fact that he's still trying to be the next president too i mean it's it's kind of mind-blowing from a political perspective mike emmanuel fox's chief washington correspondent thank you for joining us on the fox news rundown evening edition thanks for having me ryan 
You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts.